Welcome back to the Suburban Upset. This is week two, and it's going to be all about confidence. By my standards, me sticking to something for two weeks is a pretty big deal. And the follow through is real right now. I'm so impressed with myself having enough confidence to even record two podcasts. So all things podcast and confidence and peaks and valleys today from the Suburban Upset. You guys, I had a lot of people reach out to me after episode one who had listened and said they were in the same boat and felt the exact same way. And while it doesn't feel good to have other people feel lonely or or like they don't belong, it just goes to show how many of us women in kind of my age range are going through very similar things. And I think it's good to know that other people are feeling the same way you are. And I think oftentimes friendships uh, bloom out of those conversations. So it was really cool to get to talk to new people that found the podcast and then just some listeners that I already know. I had one person reach out to me and was like, um, you have a podcast and you're doing this. And I was like, I really didn't want to tell everybody. I, I just didn't want to put pressure on my friends to feel like they had to follow or listen to me. Um, this is a creative outlet for me to kind of get out some of my thoughts and some of you know, really some of the bandwidth that's um, talking loops that take up space in my brain. And uh, of course, I'm not doing it for any other reason than just to kind of get out how I'm feeling. And so I didn't really tell many people that this is what I was doing or that I even had this. So anyways, like all the other algorithms in the social media world, I guess, um, because I liked Jamie Harrison's page, some people found out about it. Anyways, um... Today's episode is going to be about confidence, and I really didn't plan on this being the second episode. I really didn't, to be honest with you, didn't really have a plan. I just knew the first episode was going to be, and I knew I had a lot of funny stories to tell. So, um, But the word confidence and the ideal of confidence kept coming up over and over again during the recording of the first episode and the week following. And so I just felt like it was a sacred echo of something I needed to probably talk about. And so like I do with anything else, I am terrible with grammar and spelling. I'm going to be honest, not my strong suit. But one thing I do love to do is look up the definitions of words. And so when I knew this is what we were going to talk about, I decided to look up the definition of confidence. I put four on my Instagram page. You can go see that. It's on the feed. Um, But three of the definitions out of the top four all had to do with trust or truth. So here they are. The telling of private matters or secrets with mutual trust. So having confidence in telling someone a secret and you know they'll keep it. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, and then it just says firm trust. So again, kind of confidence being synonymous with the word trust. Then there is the state of feeling certain about the truth of something, having confidence and knowing that what you're seeing, doing, hearing is the truth. And then the last one, feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. 
So I think that's kind of where that last definition is where we fall when we think about confidence. But I really want to kind of get into the other three a little bit more because for me, those are more important. The whole trust issue, which is oftentimes the reason why I feel like an outsider when I'm in groups of other women, because I don't feel like I have that firm trust. Um, Just because oftentimes women my age can be really catty and they love to gossip and I guess more like two-faced and that they will be so nice to you, to your face and in private text messages where no one else is hearing, seeing, or listening. And then when they get the opportunity, they bash you behind your back. And I think that happens so often in the social media world kind of that we live in. And one thing about me is that what I'm saying to you, I'm saying in front of you, behind your back, and all the arounds, I don't mix or mince. Is that the right thing? Mince words. I am honest and truthful. And if I have something to say, I'm saying it to your face. If I'm talking about you behind your back to other people, I'm saying those same things to your face. So I have no guilt in that, but that's not how most people operate in the suburbs. And it's just about um, being who you need to be for that moment in that group. And then it doesn't matter. Like if you tear somebody down in one setting and then go be nice to their face in another, it just happens far too frequently. So I lack that kind of trust in other people, which doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence and wanting to join their group. But anyways, I digress. Um, so for me, I think of confidence in peaks and valleys in my life, just like that's what this whole kind of podcast is about, just the peaks and valleys that I go through. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about how I grew up and the peaks and valleys of my confidence journey and kind of where I'm at today. So growing up, I was really, really poor and we lived on a red dirt road in a trailer until I went to college. Uh, we just didn't have a lot and a lot of the material things that can bring people this sense of false confidence, um, it just weren't a part of my life. And so other things brought me the confidence that I needed to kind of get through. And the number one thing I can say that gave me the most confidence as a child was just the my family dynamic. So although we were really poor, we didn't have a lot. We had a very secure home and that my parents really made us feel safe and loved. So we had great relationships with one another and we really did feel like we were connected. And when we were in those four walls, it really didn't matter because we loved each other very, very much. So I always felt very secure. Um, Also, I lived in such a small town that if you were athletic at all, you played every sport because there weren't a ton of options. And so from the time I was a freshman until I graduated my senior year, I played varsity basketball, varsity volleyball, I ran track, I was a varsity cheerleader. And so those kind of external things brought me a lot of confidence in myself and my abilities, like my skill levels. And because that was basically my whole life, um, you know, school and sports, I tended to feel like I was very confident. Also, I had a lot of drive and a lot of willpower. So I was the person that if I put my mind to a goal, I was taking every step necessary, so much discipline to make it happen. 
I mean, I can remember we had to get on away games were sometimes two hours away and we would be on the bus. And what I wanted more than anything um, was to have a six pack. And I would lay on the floor in the aisle of the bus and be doing sit-ups on the way to games and the way home. And every second counted to me and every second mattered to reach those goals. And I just had a lot of confidence in myself because when I set a goal, I reached it. And that built up, I guess, kind of a conflict between confidence and self-esteem. So I don't, I don't, don't really know the difference between the two, but... I did have a lot of confidence in myself. Now, I did have a serious boyfriend, and as we grew a little bit older, um, I started to lose some of my confidence because I always second-guessed, um, like, if he was talking to other girls. And, of course, we were getting ready to go to college. And so, you know, navigating, do we go together? Does he want me to be with him? All those kind of things. And so I had a little kind of dip, but nothing major. Um, and then college was a whole different story. So I was a, basically a completely different person in college. Um, I had never drank alcohol before. I didn't like go to parties and things like that. Um, and I started to do that in college. Also, like I was navigating just driving in a town with red lights for the first time because we only had a four-way stop in my small East Texas town. Um, and I lacked... Um, a lot of confidence in being able to navigate, like going to these large classes at Texas A&M and this big city where I was having to learn actual like driving directions. And also I was behind a little bit. I could tell that I didn't get the best education. Once I got there, I was, I was behind my peers. And so I think that my confidence was slowly starting to dip. And then of course, just bring alcohol into the mix, which I know now, didn't know then, just create so much anxiety and um, other things that are really not worth it. But um, then I met my husband. So I met him my freshman year at AM and um, I went through a whole season with, with him navigating like a adult relationship, I guess. I mean, I was 18, 19 you know, 20. We've been together ever since I was my 19th birthday, but, um, I was young and I was navigating the first like kind of real relationship I was going to have. I didn't know when it's going to end up being the only real relationship I was going to have as an adult, but, um, other things that kind of happened to me, I put on a lot of weight. Um, this is a whole nother topic, but I got on birth control and, I gained like 30 pounds in like three months. And so you want to talk about like physical appearance and how it impacts your confidence. I mean, I had no confidence whatsoever. And so I started taking ephedra, which I believe is illegal now. I'm pretty sure it's illegal now. <laughs> um, I was taking that by the bottle pool and I would get on the treadmill at like midnight and run for like three hours. I would have like goosebumps on my scalp and I lost all the weight. So back then we didn't know. I mean, it became illegal after that or whatever. So, um, and I would say my, my biggest dip in confidence was when I became a mom. And so I always tell this story, um, you know, when it comes up. But when I got pregnant with my first son, I had already been diagnosed with breast cancer about 
four or five years before that. And I had a double mastectomy. So I guess my confidence was already fairly low and like my body image, but back then I was fighting to save my life. And so I didn't have a whole lot of time to think about whether or not I was confident or not. Um, but when I got pregnant with my first son, um, you know, back then social media was starting to be really, really popular. And so were blogs. And so everybody was putting out their expertise information in their blog and on Facebook. And we were for the first time in my life navigating, getting to have access to a ton of people's opinions and a ton of information. And so we would research a lot of things, but being a new mom, the slogan, which I think still goes around, is like breast is best. And I couldn't breastfeed my child because I had had a double mastectomy. And um, I remember feeling so lonely in that because when I would go to a doctor's appointment or even when I had him, um, nurses wouldn't read my chart and they would ask me, you know. And I just remember feeling so not confident in how I was going to give this child the best possible opportunity by having to have formula. And so I started researching what are the best bottles? What are the best nipples? What are the best form? What is the best formula? And that led me down a path of researching everything I was doing with my child as far as like sleep schedule and basically everything. And the overload of information started making me doubt my own intuition and instincts as a mom. And I took every person's advice over my own thoughts. And it really took a huge blow to my confidence. And I think that carried on for quite some time. You know, I got pregnant six weeks after I had my first son and was about to have a second son. And um, I was quitting my job to be a stay-at-home mom, and I wanted everything to be perfect. You love these children, and you've never been a mom before. And yes, you have your your family and your friends who have been moms, and they all have opinions. And it was just this overload of information for me that really made me doubt who I was in making my own decisions. And I regret it hugely because it impacted so many years of my life after and um, I just have to say that if you are a mom, um, you have these instincts that were given to you by God to take care of and protect your children. And it is the most important thing above any research you could possibly ever do. Anyways, um, so also want to talk about, I heard, um, I don't follow her anymore, but I used to follow Jen Hatmaker and, um, I like took her off my social media. Uh, she's just too much for me. And that this has been years since I've seen anything of hers. But one time when I did listen to her, she said something about, um, how when she hit a certain age, she stopped caring what other people thought of her. And that was a key to her really coming into her own self and feeling confident and comfortable in her own skin. That sat with me because I remember when I heard it, I was probably like early 30s. And she said something about like when she turned 40, this happened to her. And I remember thinking, I don't want to wait till I'm 40. That's 10 years. You mean I'm going to have to care about what other people think about me for another 10 years? I don't want to do that. Um, But I will say that 
there is some truth in as you get older, you stop caring about what other people think of you and you just do what makes you happy and what, you know, it, what fits your life the best without like worrying about other people. And I will say that for me, that is one of the keys to building my confidence and keeping it, um, you know, keeping my confidence at a good level because I, I, although I do go in peaks and valleys of being a people pleaser, um, most of my time, most of my life, I don't care what other people think. I'm going to do what makes me feel comfortable. I'm going to do the things that I know are important and, and I'm going to follow my instincts. And I think that that kind of does cycle with age, but, um, Another thing that I think plays into just confidence in general is just this idea of self-care. So like how much of me taking care of myself is playing into how I feel about myself. And um, a lot of that just has to do with spreading myself thin. And you know, the real truth about it is if you stay in your lane and you know what you're passionate about, what you love, what you're good at, and you really try to stick to just that, then you gain more confidence in yourself and just instead of just trying to do everything all at once, and then you're not really great at anything. I don't know. I think it plays a part in, like, for me um, and my confidence. Um being honest with myself, I think helps big time what I like, who I am, changing things that I don't like, changing parts about me. Um, I think that helps with my confidence and also just not comparing myself to others. And that's what I kind of want to leave you with today is the idea that if I'm constantly looking at others and comparing myself to them, then I for sure am not focused on the things that are important to me. So if I am looking at someone else and what they wear, what they drive, what they get to do, then my confidence is going to tank. And, you know, I would rather just stay hyper-focused on my priorities and the things that matter most to me because when I do that, instead of looking at others, I'm reaching my goals and I have more time freed up in thinking about what I need to accomplish because I'm not thinking about somebody else. And I think comparison is because of social media has become so hypersensitive and an overly like used, um, I don't know, space in our life that um, we get so focused on what other people are doing, what they're wearing, who they're with, who their friends are. And we spend all of this time devoted to thinking about other people that it is so unimportant. I don't even know if unimportant is a word. It's not important at all. And, you know, I want to focus on my home, my kids, my husband, my health. I want to focus on the things that are important to me. What do I need today to do today to reach my goals? I want to get back to that girl who was so disciplined and had so much follow through that she didn't, I didn't care what other people's goals were when I was in high school. I cared about my goals and that's how come I reached them because I was constantly focused on my priorities. And I think that it kills our confidence when we're focused on others. Um, 
yeah, so that's it. The highs and lows and the peaks and valleys of my confidence journey has definitely changed. I would say right now I'm feeling like I have fairly low confidence in myself. I have a lot of physical goals I'm trying to meet and I have a lot of work goals that I'm trying to meet and it has been an uphill battle as I've gotten older. I can definitely tell that some of these things are really harder to reach. Um, and I think that my confidence has just been fairly low and I would say for probably at least five years. That's so long. If you think about it, what a waste of time to have lived five years with such low confidence in myself. And so I'm really making it a priority in 2022 to stay hyper-focused on my goals, only surround myself with people that are wanting me to reach my goals as well, who are championing me on, who are not talking about me behind my back, who aren't just fair-weather friends, who are only friends with me because it's convenient or because they get something out of it, but because they really do love and cherish my friendship. I am hyper-focused on getting back to being a person that is truly happy in who I am and the choices that I make and feeling what that feels like again. So hope this episode helped you. Episode two on confidence. You guys, being the suburban upset is not always easy. I know that it can be difficult to not fit in and be like everybody else, but know this, God created each of us uniquely and individually just so we could do that, be unique and individuals. And if those people are out there and they're judging you for who you are and doing the things that make you happy, they're not a true friend anyways. Okay, I'll see you next time. Hope you guys have a great week.